0: This is Fantasy Football today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I got was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again!
1: Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Talking about a pretty exciting group of quarterbacks, the year two quarterbacks. Who's ranked the highest? Is it Jalen Hurts, who is, you know, probably the worst passer? of the big four that we're going to talk about. Is it Justin Herbert, who set just about every rookie passing record? Joe Burrow, who was the number one pick in the draft last year? Or Tua, Te- no, it's not Tua Tagovailoa. But we welcome you to the show on this Wednesday afternoon, Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings. If you listen to Fantasy Football Today in 5, you heard Jamie's take on these sophomore quarterbacks in five minutes. But now we get to spend more time on it. Heath, pretty exciting. Uh, Why are you pretty- crapping on Tua already? No, I, I'm like. i just saying he's not going to be number one in the rank. Why are you crapping all- on Tua? I like Tua. I I like him. Get get on, leave leave Tua alone. You said Tua would be the best quarterback of this class. You did. I said it's nah, before no. the draft, before the draft.
2: uh uh-huh. said Tua would be the best.
1: I don't think I, I said that. it quite like you that. You said better than Burrow. You I said, said it, you'd be the best. I said it wouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> What my case was that he was a better prospect. Is this,
2: is this more of a moonwalk, or is this the Homer retreating into the bushes? Which, which one is I, he doing right I, now?
1: I have not yet heard
0: whether he like he may still believe this. You you wouldn't <laughs> change your mind based on half a season worth of games.
1: Oh, I would. I I think you have to go with Herbert at this point.
0: Oh, so but but Tua could still be better than Burrow. He could
1: be better than Burrow. Yeah. Well, well here is the thing. The the reason I said that about Tua was up until. You know, up until Burrow's senior year, Tua was a much bigger prospect, the assumed number one pick, and he was having a tremendous senior season at or junior season at Alabama before the injury. So there was no reason why he couldn't be a great quarterback, and he went fifth overall. Uh, Burrow was kind of a non prospect, really, until he got on the radar as a. I think he played. Wasn't a non prospect Uh, before his transfer to LSU. I don't. I think he was basically a A non non prospect. I think so. I don't was think he getting he, drafted?
2: That that's a non-prospect.
1: Yeah, I don't think he was. I think he was a day three pick, maybe not, maybe undrafted before, um, before his first season at LSU, and then he was on the radar, and then he blew up, and you know, had the best season ever, basically in college history. Um,
0: so I'm glad. Like the first thing that we get out of this is that Joe Burrow
1: sucks. <laughs> According to you, <laughs> me? I no. I, come on, that's not that's not fair. That's not what I was saying. i just saying non-prospect. In terms of pedigree, Tua was way ahead of Burrow uh, until until their last year in college. Can't argue with that, right? Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, who's number one going into next year? Going into 2021? Fantasy-wise? Yeah. The guy Tua replaced.
0: Jalen Hurts? That's right. Heath? Right now, I think it's Herbert. Um, I, I have questions really about the other three. I wouldn't argue if someone wanted to say that Hertz has the most upside of the four, um, for this specific year, uh, his rushing potential is obviously amazing, but really, as we generally see with rookie quarterbacks, the other three guys weren't very good as rookies and Justin Herbert was, and just like, Seven yards per pass attempt is a very, very low bar um, for a regular NFL quarterback. For a rookie quarterback, it doesn't happen very often at all. In fact, I only found nine quarterbacks who, as rookies, have thrown 400 passes and average seven yards per pass attempt. Justin Herbert is one of them. Um, being good as a rookie passer, generally, I mean, those nine were not all did not all turn out to be great quarterbacks, but... Uh, Cam Newton, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, Justin Herbert, Jameis Winston, Jim Kelly, Warren Moon, which Warren Moon shouldn't count, Baker Mayfield, Teddy Bridgewater.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, the fact that Mayfield and Bridgewater are on that list, is that?
0: that... I mean, I don't think you can say anything really. Mayfield's a weird case. Bridgewater – like we have no idea what the trajectory of his career looks like without that catastrophic injury. And the fact that he even got back to be an average quarterback last year is a pretty good testament to how talented he is.
1: Okay. I just want to say something here because I had to make sure I wasn't insane. I'm just, I just did a little Googling and I'm, I'm on the ringer.com and they're writing it. They wrote a story in 2019 about Joe Burrow. And it says the LSU quarterback entered this season projected to be a fifth round pick at best Three months later, he's being talked about as a top 10 selection. How did he get there? Okay, so I'm not completely crazy. Fifth but, round, but pick, fifth at round best. pick is not a non prospect. Uh, th- right. uh, at best, fifth round pick. So I said day three pick. That's kind of a, that's a fifth round pick is not really much of a prospect. At best, what fifth uh, round did Tom Brady go? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> what, what round did Trevor Simeon go? Same stuff. What round did Daniel Jones go? Trevor Simeon went round seven. Yeah, I know. You're not really a prospect. Um, Still drafted, though. Prospect. All right, so Heath, Joe, uh, Justin Herbert's number one for you? Absolutely, yes. Okay. And who's Heath, number two? What
2: I just said was he wasn't listening to a word you said. I was listening to he... half of what he said.
1: I heard the Bridgewater part. <laughs> 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 uh, who's Okay, so rank the top three. I just want to go back to something I said 10
2: minutes ago. Sorry, Heath, I wasn't paying attention. You ever this say something whatever. and then you're like,
1: God, I hope I'm not completely wrong about this. And I wasn't. I wasn't. You're completely wrong. No, I was, no absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh Heath, give me your top it's three. Fifth round it's fifth
2: round pick in the NFL At draft. Best fifth round
1: pick. pick. At best. <laughs> uh Heath, give me your top three. I think Terrell Davis was a sixth round pick, right? All right. Top three, Heath. <laughs> I currently have it
0: as Justin Herbert, then Joe Burrow, then Jalen Hurts. Um if we get to a point in um late April. Where the Eagles have finally gotten rid of Carson Wentz and not drafted a quarterback, then that may Jaylen... happen by
2: the time this podcast
0: is over, I'd be careful. Well, the second part definitely won't happen. Um, <laughs> Jamie's they, so, then I'll Jamie be more confident like... in, in what Hurts' floor is, but he was pretty miserably bad as a a passer last year, and so I'm not 100 percent sold that he's going to be a, a starter for 16 games next year. Okay,
1: Jamie. By the way, is really like. He's bringing it today. We're going to have to be yeah. on, go, on our guard. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Uh, so Heath right now is going Herbert, Burrow, Hurts. Jamie, you're going Hurts, one, and then what?
2: Then Herbert, then Burrow. Um, right now I have them 9, 10, 12. Hurts, Herbert, Burrow, in that order. Uh, Burrow will probably jump to 11 once I feel comfortable. That is 100%. Um, I, I just think there's a little bit higher ceiling for him. I, right now I have Ryan Tan at eleven. I don't really love that, so uh, Burrow might jump him. But the thing about Hurts that I do love, obviously, is, is the rushing. And, you know, we saw, uh, you know, if you want to make some what of a comparison, I, I hate to do this, but, you know, Lamar Jackson obviously wasn't a great passer when he took over for Joe Flacco in his rookie season. He was clearly a dominant player in his second season with a full off season as the starter, full off season knowing he was the guy. If Jalen Hurts has that type of, I, I think, progression, he may have that type of upside, not to the same heights of being an NFL MVP and going for, you know, what uh, what Lamar Jackson did in his sophomore campaign. Uh, but as we talked about on the Monday show that uh, I'm sorry, or, or I think it was no, our Tuesday podcast, excuse me, um, about Jalen Hurts. when we were having the rankings dispute. If he can be an 800 yard rusher at that position, that is just something that those other guys, I don't care what they do as passers. It's hard to compete with. So. You know, If Jalen Hurts is a 3,000-yard passer and an 800-yard rusher, he's going to be in the conversation to be a potential top-five quarterback.
1: Okay. I I just want to tell you um, the headline of this Ringer story is the modern NFL (laughs) has never seen a draft prospect (laughs) rise like Joe Burrow. Uh, It begins as recently as this summer. Joe Burrow was an NFL draft afterthought. Afterthought. Okay. Uh, Let me give you some QB stats, rookie quarterback stats. Now they're sophomores, but... Justin Herbert set rookie records for most passing yards, most passing touchdowns, most completions, games with 300-plus passing yards, games with three-plus touchdowns, and he tied for the NFL lead in 2020 with eight completions of 50-plus yards. All right. How about this one? Jalen Hurts averaged 68 rushing yards per game in his four starts, or 3.75 starts. Uh, Lamar Jackson averaged 67 rushing yards per game this season. So Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson, the same rushing yards per game in their starts. However, Jackson did average more as a rookie, 79 rushing yards per game. Uh, This is interesting. This kind of tells you how quarterback has evolved. I saw Herbert Burrow and Tua Tungavailoa, they were all between 64% and like 66.6%, something like that, right around that for Burrow. Completion rate. Pretty good, right? Andrew Luck, had only had one season in his career with a completion rate that high. Peyton Manning didn't get to 64% until his fifth season. But things have really changed recently. Uh, quarterbacks have gotten so much better uh, at completing passes. Well, the rules have changed. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, Kyler Murray, for example, 64.4% as a rookie. Baker Mayfield, 63.8%. So the completion rates, for, especially for Tua and Burrow, were nothing special.
2: These guys come into the NFL with what they've done from the time they're kids, with 7-on-7, seven seven, passing camps, uh, what they do in high school, what they do at the uh, you know college level, it's just such a different era of of quarterbacks that they they're more ready to play, you know. And and so last year I think was such a big indication of that with the lack of an off season. And so you know they they, they clearly were learning on the fly, especially when you talk about you know Herbert and Hertz for when they got their opportunity too as well. You know when they got their opportunities, um, you know obviously Joe Burrow was was pegged to be the the guy right away. But you know for what those guys you know, we're able to accomplish stepping into, uh, the starting jobs. Clearly Herbert being the best. Um, it, it's, it's remarkably impressive.
1: Okay. And then this last one, it's almost like I want to email someone and be like, Hey, are, are you guys sure you have this stat, right? Uh, to a tongue of That's funny. You saying that, <laughs> uh, do I have to keep reading this, the article to prove myself here to a tongue of was 23rd one <laughs> in intended air yards per pass attempt. Uh, intended air yards per pass attempt. Tua Tagovailoa was twenty third. Justin Herbert was twenty fourth. They were at seven point five and seven point four intended air yards per pass attempt. Tom Brady led the NFL at nine point one. So that's well, how far they were throwing the ball. I mean, to me, Heath, I, I would have thought Herbert would have been way ahead of Tua Tagovailoa. That's the reputation. Anyway. Have you
0: have you met Anthony Lynn?
1: Yeah, but I just said that that Justin Herbert uh, was, I'm sorry, he was tied for the NFL lead with eight completions of 50 plus yards. And then there was that whole narrative of Tua can't throw the ball downfield. So it just surprised me.
0: Yeah. The offense that Herbert, Herbert's better at throwing the ball downfield than Tua. Um, But the offense that he was in was the Anthony Lynn offense, where you're going to throw the ball to running backs 30% of the time. There's not a lot of air yards generally on throws to running backs. And then Hunter Henry's your number two target in the offense, generally running five to 10 yard routes. And then even their number one is Keenan Allen, a guy that really doesn't go downfield. So you look at the weapons that were around him, the offensive that he was running, there was just, there wasn't really an opportunity when he did throw deep. He was awesome at it.
1: Okay. Good explanation. Uh, let's talk about Fantasy Baseball, all right? It's time to get ready for drafts. The position previews are out. I've been listening to them. You can also watch the show live, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, Sunday night through Thursday night on youtube.com slash Today or on our Twitch channel. But Fantasy Baseball is back. Make sure you're subscribing to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. Listen to it every day. It's a great, great listen. Uh, Check us out on Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Just search Fantasy Football Today on Facebook. We also have the link in the episode description. Some quarterback trends. Okay, so, you know, I I made the whole hubbub about sophomore-wide receivers in the last last offseason, and really, it's just year two players, I think. I mean, running backs, not, not as much. They really bust out as rookies a lot. But year two's a great year. I mean, guys take huge leaps, and we've seen it now with last year, Kyler Murray, the year before that, Lamar Jackson was the number one quarterback. Josh Allen took a big leap. Uh, The year before that, Patrick Mahomes was the number one quarterback, and Deshaun Watson was top five. So in the last five years, we've had, had, let's see, uh, how many top five finishes? Carson Wentz, Patrick Mahomes, Watson, Jackson, and Murray. So that's average of one per year, top six finish. And top 12 finishes, we've had those five quarterbacks, plus Jameis Winston, Mariota, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, all of them finished as top 12 quarterbacks as sophomores. Last year wasn't great, though. Daniel Jones was crap. Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew wasn't terrible. Um, 16th per game. Kyler Murray was great, but last year wasn't. I really wish we had Schrager today. Why? Because
0: he's the only one besides you that could cut the Daniel Jones was crap, and we could just play that every (laughs) Sunday night when we're recapping the games.
2: (laughs) That's if he's still starting.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, so let me ask you some questions here.
2: How great is it going to be when the Giants sign Gardner Minshew to be their backup quarterback?
1: I would be very thrilled with that, as long as he's the backup. Let me ask you some questions here. Jamie, since you have Jalen Hurts ranked the highest, and Heath already alluded to this, how much do Jalen Hurts' passing numbers concern you? He completed 51.9% of his passes, averaged 6.9 yards per attempt in his four starts.
2: There's so much that's going to change for him. He's going to have a much better offensive line. I hope he's going to have a much better receiving core. Uh, he's got a different play caller, you know, so the thing that I'm counting on is off season progression. You know, I mean, the fact that he's already being tasked on his own to take receivers with him to throw with is a great sign. Um, I, I would, I would hope that the trade happens before they get to anything significant. Uh, it sounds like it could be imminent. Uh, I just was reading a report while you were talking. Cause I was ignoring you mm. that, um, uh, the Colts are not budging on their offer, but they're still talking to the Eagles. So, it sounds like the Eagles are, are maybe getting pushed into a corner here, which is is no surprise. So, you know, as soon as Jalen Hurts is anointed the starter officially, and you see what the draft unfold, the draft brings for him, what free agency brings for him, I I think his passing numbers will improve. I don't know significantly, but enough to where it will offset any concern.
1: Heath want to follow up there?
0: I yeah. I mean, I think I said. What I said, I I don't generally hold rookie quarterbacks numbers against them too much, but I I do think like with Lamar Jackson, when he was running all over the place, the Ravens were winning. The Ravens completely changed their offensive philosophy around him, um, bringing in Greg Roman and um, Lamar Jackson was more efficient as a passer than Jalen Hurts was. So, and I expected Lamar Jackson to make improvement. I think Jalen Hurts will make improvement, but Jalen Hurts turned the ball over like one and a half times per game and went one and three and had pretty horrendous passing numbers. So I think his leash is a little bit shorter. Now, again, if if the Eagles don't have any real threat as a backup quarterback and Carson Wentz is gone, then I'm not going to be as concerned about that.
1: If you want to take a closer look at his passing numbers, Jalen Hurts in his four starts, he was horrible against New Orleans. And even worse, against Washington. And those were the two good to very good defenses that he played. And then against Arizona and Dallas, the completion percentage wasn't good, but he threw for 338 yards and 342 yards. So maybe it's just, you know, four games, two good, two better matchups, he torched them. And two, hor- two bad matchups, he was awful.
2: But uh, it was a trash offensive line that he was yeah, playing on. Yeah, I know. And, and a... a Incomplete receiving core. I mean, you know, this isn't going to be a great group of receivers unless they sign somebody or draft somebody significant. And you're talking about drafting, you know, Chase or Smith or Waddle in the first round to make that happen. And then, you know, or signing somebody, you know, of the Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, you know, those type of guys, because Alshon is done. Deshaun Jackson is most likely done. And when I mean done, I mean done as elite level players or or the, the players that they once were. Uh, the best thing about it is, you know, you hope that Jalen Rager takes a huge step forward. You hope that Travis Fulgham takes a huge step forward if he's there. And you hope that, you know, um, uh, the tight end situation is is better, even with Zachary's gone.
1: All right, next question. How do you feel about Justin Herbert with a new offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi? Heath? It's funny. I, I can remember. It seems like
0: it was a few years ago, but we that used to be like a universal thing that, man, you never like it when a young quarterback changes offensive coordinators multiple times early in his career or after his rookie year. And here, as of late, it doesn't seem like it's big been as big of a detriment. Um, as far as what Lombardi has done, like he's a Sean Payton guy. He did lead an offense the the full year that he was an offensive coordinator in Detroit, that despite being an 11 and five team was extremely pass heavy. So I don't think he's going to come in and and turn this into a run first team. Um, I don't think it's necessarily, it's not somebody that I would say this is going to be a positive, but when we're going from Anthony Lynn's coaching staff, which was really, and no offense to him, I think he's got some, done some good things that they were awful last year from a coaching perspective. I don't think it's going to be worse.
1: Okay, Yeah, so the only the two quarterbacks last year who got new coordinators were Jones and Haskins, and that did not work out. Um, the year before that... But they're not as good as Justin Herbert. No, Mayfield did not get a new... He got a new head coach, but it was his coordinator in Freddie Kitchens, and then things just went down down for him. So um, I don't really know what to well, make of that. Jackson
0: got a new coordinator, right? Uh, what Greg, Greg Roman, Roman was? wasn't the coordinator his rookie year, was he?
1: I think so. I thought so. I thought he was.
0: Okay, I thought they brought him in. Maybe they brought him in when they drafted
1: Jackson. I don't. Maybe I can find it in this Joe Burrow article I've been reading. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jamie, do you have oh, any? No, Greg Roman
0: came in in 2019 for Jackson's second year.
1: Okay. Oh well, that certainly worked. Um, Jamie, you have any quick thoughts on Joe Lombardi? Does it matter to you?
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, it obviously matters, you know, but I, I don't think it's going to be a detriment to him. I think you're looking at, uh, you know, the thing that is w- was great for Herbert was great for Joe Burrow is the weapons around them are fantastic, you know, and so for Herbert in particular, you know, the the big question mark is do they find a, a an on on par or upgrade to Hunter Henry, you know, and so that that's the the missing piece if in fact he leaves, which is probably going to happen because. You have one of the best pass catching running backs in the NFL, uh, in Austin Eckler. You have one of the best receivers, uh, in terms of getting open and, and creating plays in, in Keenan Allen. And you have a big target in Mike Williams, you know, and, and, and I think we saw when those guys were hurt at the end of the season, some of the young guys stepped up and, and can be the third, fourth, fifth receivers on this team. So, um, as long as he's protected, I think he's going to be in line for a very solid sophomore campaign. I think he does take a little bit of a step back, uh, just because he was so good. Uh, as a rookie, but, you know, taking a step back is still going to make him a a number one fantasy quarterback. Uh, He's not going to fall off the cliff.
1: Okay, and just last thing here, you mentioned the weapons. ESPN did a series yesterday or the other day. uh, One player on each team that needs a change of scenery and the Chargers, Shelly Smith wrote, Mike Williams. His fifth-year option was picked up. He's due $15.7 million in 2021. It uh, doesn't say how much they can save if they cut him, but it says that's too much money for a receiver who has never cracked 50 catches. So if Hunter Henry's gone, if Mike Williams is gone, well, if they picked up his fifth year option, I'd be surprised if he's gone. Okay. Uh, all right, then. Well, and I would say like,
0: if they, if they made that choice to get rid of Mike Williams, my assumption would be <clears throat> to spend money on Hunter Henry.
1: All right, let's go to our next question. What do you make of Joe Burrow's yards per attempt? Not good. He put up some nice numbers. He was on pace for basically about the same amount of yards as Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert, if you get rid of the Washington game, which he left with an injury. But even if you don't, he's pretty close. Uh, Justin Herbert set the rookie record for passing yards. But Joe Burrow threw a ton. He threw 41 times per game. I do not think anyone in the NFL averaged 41 times per game. I think Burrow would have led the NFL in passes if he had kept that up. Um, But 6.7 yards per attempt. That ranked 25th among qualified quarterbacks. Jamie does that matter to you? The other quarterbacks in that range, Roethlisberger was in that range, but the other guys there were like Dalton, Locke, Tua, Daniel Jones. Bad group to be with. Six point seven yards per attempt.
2: I think that speaks to the offensive line and just how bad it was. You know, get the ball to your hands quick. Don't take a pounding. Um, you know, so I, I'm I'm excited about Joe Burrow. You know, I think what you saw. Um, is a guy who uh, who can play and, and can play at a high level, and you know is is another guy that has a lot of great weapons around him. Um, you know, we'll see what they do to replace AJ Green, and, and for what it's worth, John Ross, but um, T Higgins looks legit. Tyler Boyd, we know he could play. Uh, Joe Mixon is going to be one of the better backs again. Um, if they can fix that offensive line, I think the sky's the limit for Joe Burrow as long as he doesn't have any setbacks with the ACL tear. So uh, I, I don't really you know worry about that at all. Um, but I do think you know that they they should uh, put a lot of stock into their offensive line and make sure he's protected.
1: What do you make of this, Heath? According to the ringer, as a physically limited quarterback with average production as a starter, there was little expectation that Burrow would turn into anything more than a late round project and potential backup.
0: I think it's important to put the six point seven yards for <laughs> attempt. In context, um, (laughs) over the last five years, there have been 10 rookie quarterbacks that have thrown at least 400 passes. Burrow's 6.7 is very, very um, mediocre, but pretty close to average. Like, 6.9 is pretty much the mean, which is where Gardner Minshew and Kyler Murray were um, as rookie quarterbacks. The only quarterbacks worse than Burrow, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, and Deshaun Kaiser. But what it says to me is that he was not like I think the hope was at his age and with what he did in his final year in college, that he was this different type of rookie quarterback that was going to come in right away and be awesome in the NFL. And he wasn't that like most rookie quarterbacks. He's going to have to make a leap in his second year to be an like an actual difference maker in fantasy. I think he probably will.
1: All right. Let me ask you guys a two a question. How much would Devonte Smith or Jamar Chase change your ranking of Tua Tungabaloa, Jamie?
2: It won't. Uh, I, I think Tua is a guy that if you take a, a number one quarterback that you're sold on and you don't have a great last pick that you love, you know, you take a flyer on Tua and hope that he can become something in his second season. Uh, he's going to be more of a two-quarterback super flex guy than a one-quarterback guy, but there, there's certainly the potential to be better in year two than there is in year one. But... They're going to do something at the receiver spot, whether it's make a splash in free agency or, or use one of their two first-round picks. Um, you know, a lot of talk about them trading down because they don't need a quarterback, and a lot of teams do. And so it's it's. I, I was listening to a radio show on on my way home from the store, uh, getting some groceries. Uh, I don't know who was on uh, Five Sixty, the Joe, but it was uh, an NFL uh, draft person speaking about that they can probably go down to eight or nine and still get waddle if they don't want to spend the third pick on jamar chase or or Devonte smith so they're they're gonna they're gonna take a receiver or add a receiver and and that will clearly help because i just don't think Devonte parker is the right receiver for him Devonte parker is a guy that you need yeah. to have you know let him go make plays with a quarterback who's going to allow him to challenge defenders Tua needs guys that are going to be wide open and that's just not Devonte parker's game he's open but he's not a guy that you know creates a lot of space
1: All right. Are there any other sophomore quarterbacks, Heath, that you think have dynasty value uh, that, you know, didn't do much or anything as rookies, but should be at least on our radar on our rosters?
0: Not really. Um, Like, I don't have any other rookie quarterbacks ahead of I should shouldn't say Gardner Minshew because that'll just bring jokes, but I, I don't have any other rookie quarterbacks ahead of Dwayne Haskins.
2: Not Jordan Love. Uh, Why, you? Why not Jacob Eason, though? I mean, just give him the circumstances.
0: I guess my concern is they behaved last year like they thought Ch- Chad Kelly was better than Jacob Eason.
2: Eason, a fourth round yeah, draft pick by, how by much the that Colts. that had to do with offseason stuff,
0: not knowing what he's doing. Uh, that could be. Um, I actually still have Jordan Love the highest in terms of dynasty ranking, um, but I don't have any of them inside my top 30 dynasty quarterbacks.
2: I mean, because if they make the trade for Wentz, which you can understand why they're going to in terms of the Colts. Like, you know, the the history of Frank Reich, obviously what he, you know, used to be. But if he's a shell of himself and and just can't recover, their number two guy could end up being a starter in the NFL. And that makes them have some fantasy value to whatever leagues you're talking about or whatever degree you're talking about. So, I don't know, to me, Jacob Eason makes some sense if you're looking at just taking a late-round flyer and start a Dynasty League.
1: What do you think about Jordan Love.
2: I mean the 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 hope is that he's you know you want to talk about a team not liking him. <laughs> the yeah. Packers spent a first round pick on him and he was third on the depth chart. Uh, he's got a long way to go, and um, you know we'll see. Clearly, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. Uh, at least it would be a surprise at this point if he's traded. But you know what happens after this season if they lose in the NFC Championship game once again, um, or they don't win a Super Bowl. You know, do does he want to go in terms of Rodgers, and, and do the Packers feel like they're going to make a, that? that type of uh, roster-changing move. So Jordan Love, long-term, is is got to be the fourth guy.
1: Man, we've, we've had some guy. really good yeah. quarterback classes lately. You know, you had Mahomes and Watson in 2018. You have Mayfield, Josh hey, Allen. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and maybe there's something left for Sam Darnold in 2019. 2020, really. I, I think we kind of expected it to not be so great. Kyler Murray, though, fantasy ah, star. Yes
2: railroaded josh rosen man
1: yeah yeah i know uh i this this past class looks tremendous i mean even if it's just even if it's just those two guys herbert and and burrow who pan out uh they both could be so damn good how good forget about the stats how good did justin herbert look this year man some of the plays he made looks like a star looks like a superstar no I, I, you know, I watch games every
2: Sunday with Pete Prisco drink and he's been covering the NFL for, you know, 30 plus years. And yeah, he, uh, he was a young man uh, watching Dan Marino. And so, you know, he has probably a little bit better appreciation for Marino than I do. And I grew up, you know, as, as big a Marino fan as you will find. And every, every week he would make a throw, Herbert make a throw. And he's like, that's Marino, you know, like just, just some of the plays that he made, you know, I mean, Mahomes obviously is, is, is that type of player as well. Um, but you know, you just watch Justin Herbert and, and it's amazing that he didn't look like this at Oregon because he's a different guy in the NFL. He's just an absolute stud. He was a prospect that people bought into,
1: (laughs) uh, any final thoughts on these guys?
2: I'm just hopeful for Tua. You know, I'd like to see him, uh, play better. You know, I mean, I don't know if he's going to ever be a star, but you know, just, just play better. Cause you know, you don't know how much of it was injury related. You don't know how much of it was not being prepared, uh, you know, you talk about another coordinator change. This is another guy going through a coordinator change as well. Um, guys that were on the staff last year, but yeah. um, you know, give him give him an opportunity. You know, I like to see him get some weapons and see what he can do. Because, as you said, Adam, you know, I'm, I know we're joking, but his, his his the expectations for him were so high after what he did at Alabama and then the hip injury. You know, you just don't know how much that just sapped everything from him. And you hope to see a, a you know a guy who who we've been watching you know, since his, his college days at a very high level that he can get the job done. I,
0: I think it's important going into this year to recognize, like, maybe outside of Herbert, what a wide range of possibilities Hertz and Burrow and Tua still have. Um, I, I wouldn't be that totally surprised if Hertz or Burrow snuck into the top five this year. Um, but like I said, I'm not convinced that Hertz is going to be a starter for 16 games. So, like, there's still a lot that we have to learn, especially with Hertz who played four games. Burrow basically played a half a season. Tua basically played a half a season. Um, We have a lot left to learn. We didn't get quite a full rookie year for most of these guys.
1: I know Tagovailoa is not going to be the answer here because he's ranked 20th to 23rd for all three of you guys. I'm not sure if I said that yet. But of the other three, how many of them are you going to rank ahead of the Saints starting quarterback, whomever it might be? All of them.
0: Probably not all of them. If it's Taysom Hill, for me, um, I I may just say one.
1: Oh, are you including Drew Brees, by the
2: way? Well, uh, yes. I, I I will take that back. If they get Deshaun Watson, Watson will be ahead
1: of
0: along. <laughs>
1: yes, correct. What Agreed. if it's Drew Brees? Would you go with Drew Brees or a sophomore?
0: All the sophomores. Um, I would go with all the. If, yeah, if Wince is gone and Brees is it back, I would go with all the sophomores except for Tua, obviously. Right.
1: Okay. Cool. So we're going to take a break here. We've got actually a lot of news to get to here. Uh, got more Carson Wentz rumors, some Tennessee news. Uh, yeah, just a bunch of good – oh, oh, Chris Carson we talked about yesterday. Not expected to be re-signed, according to Michael Sean Duggar of The Athletic. So we will talk about all of that when we come back. Plus, we have a disgusting sandwich email once again right after this break on Fantasy Football Today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. No fantasy question, just another gross sandwich for you guys to try or use as punishment. My roommate in college ate peanut butter and cheese sandwiches for the first 20 years of his life and thinks they're awesome, but I can sh- assure you they're awful. I don't think they sound that bad, peanut butter and cheese. What kind of cheese? I think I would say pick your own, choose your own adventure there.
2: My own adventure would be no on the entire thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would go with uh I would go with Swiss cheese and peanut butter. I don't think it would be that bad. Was isn't there a um
0: cheese it or not cheese it, but like a, a type of little cracker sandwich that the outside crackers are cheese crackers and the filling is peanut butter? Like isn't that a thing?
1: Not that I'm aware of. you might be thinking of handy snacks with those little red sticks, but I don't think they have peanut butter. And Ritz doesn't have cheese. I don't know. I don't um, know. I think here that- we go. Keebler,
0: cheese and peanut butter crackers. um Lance toast, cheese and peanut butter cracker sandwiches. Um yeah, lots lots of places make cheese crackers with peanut butter in the middle.
2: I was just reading a story in the ringer about how disgusting that is. <laughs>
1: Well, then it must be true. This it must is be true. cheese and peanut it says, butter? It
2: says, at best, can we move on to the next email?
1: We don't have any other emails. Keebler today. does it. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody does these. This. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm down with a peanut butter and cheese sandwich. Maybe I will... It's not as
2: disgusting as the other thing that we have. Yeah, yeah, peanut I'm butter not, and
1: bologna? Yeah, yeah that was gross. gross. Okay, here are your news and notes. Carolina released defensive tackle Kawan Short. He has barely played over the last two seasons. He was, at his peak, a terrific run stuffer. And the Panthers gave up the third most yards per carry to running backs last year, four point nine one. Chicago has not had uh, long-term contract talks with Allen Robinson since, since September, according to NFL Egon. Network. What? He gone? You think so?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, you can use a franchise tag on. That's the only way he's staying.
1: All right. Yeah, you could. Well, look, if they trade for Carson Wentz and they are apparently the front runner, then you're going to give up Allen Robinson. That's disappointing. You guys spent a lot
2: of money on Carson Wentz, depending on what the Colts or what the Eagles are going to eat.
0: Where would Carson Wentz, um, where would 2020 Carson Wentz rank on the Allen Robinson list of quarterbacks?
1: Best played with. <laughs> That's a great question. He's the best. I think the worst. The worst? The 2020 Carson Wentz? Have you seen the quarterbacks he's played with? Have you? Did you see Carson Wentz last year? Carson Wentz was the Carson Wentz was the worst quarterback in football. Was
0: Carson Wentz last year better than Mitchell Trubisky last year?
1: Yeah. No. No. I don't think so.
2: Uh, he's better. Was
1: He he better than
0: Prime Blake Bortles?
1: Yes. Yeah. No. No. You're saying, Jamie. You're saying Carson Wentz is better than them. We're saying he wasn't in 2020.
2: I'm saying that Carson Wentz as a quarterback, not his statistical performance, as what he played quarterback, the position. He was better than anybody that I Robinson In
1: 2020? Played. Yes. Oh, dis- so disagree. Uh, let me see if the ringer has something on this. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, let's see what else we got here. Tennessee GM John Robinson talked about Corey Davis and Johnnie Smith. He said, we'll see what we can figure out, but at the end of the day, if they choose to capitalize on free agency and the market, I wish them nothing but the best. They've done everything we've asked them to do.
2: I would like to see John Smith with the Jets. Can you please stop putting everyone on the Jets? I I love the Jets. (laughs) Um, And I would like to see Corey Davis. I saw something about him maybe replacing Allen Robinson as the guy in Chicago, which I think would be terrible because I don't think Corey Davis is the guy. I think Corey Davis is a good number two.
1: ESPN Cardinals reporter, John Weinfuss. And I'll tell you, I pronunciation is very important to me uh when it comes to players i don't have pronunciation guides for reporters so i get them wrong a lot i apologize but he does not think the cardinals will will re-sign patrick peterson which is great move dk metcalf up around because in four games against the cardinals in his career he has six catches 75 yards and one touchdown on 15 targets in four games and and like more more than half of that came in one game what
2: yeah. End of the CBS Podcast Network.
1: That's right. Uh, yes, the All Things Covered podcast with Patrick right, cousin. Seattle unlikely to re-sign Chris Carson, according to the Athletic. Heath. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice sound effect. What, what? Uh, yeah, that that
0: I just I really worry about any running back besides Aaron Jones that change that would change teams this off season. I don't know that there is a going to be a starting job for them. Oh, the Falcons! Are you kidding me? The the Falcons could be a good spot for Chris Carson if they decide to pay a free agent instead of draft one in the third round.
1: So, is that more of a? Uh,
0: I mean, it's it's really sucks uh, for running backs. I think this be, whole yeah, I think it's this, this whole one. setup really sucks yeah, I for running
2: backs. I disagree. I think there's going to be great opportunity in in Atlanta. I think there's going to be a good opportunity Jets. for the Jets. Yep, Jets. It's going to be a great opportunity <laughs> in Arizona. I think Pittsburgh's going to have a good opportunity. I think there's there's some there's some jobs that are going to be available that you could be good. Seattle's going to be a great job opportunity. Uh,
1: JJ Watt seriously considering signing with Cleveland. Now, here's something that you might want to think about for Joe Burrow. If Cleveland gets JJ Watt, Baltimore's always good defensively. Pittsburgh's usually good. I mean, I know they're going to lose a lot of players, but they're usually a really good defense. That's 6 games for him. Uh 5 if you don't count week 17. How, uh, how good is JJ? Watt now? I think he's pretty good. Pretty good last year.
2: He's not NFL Player of the Year good, but he's still a good complementary piece to a good defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, line him up across, uh, you know, on the other side with uh, Miles Garrett. That's pretty good. I'll take it. We'll see so he's like the Corey against. Davis
0: of defensive linemen now.
1: I don't know, Jamie. I what do you think? I would say he's better than
2: the Corey Davis of defensive linemen.
1: All right, let's get to some Dynasty questions here. Quarterback questions for Dynasty Leagues. Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. Who's number one?
0: I've got Dak and Herbert very close, but I've got Dak, then Herbert, then Wilson. I'd agree with that.
1: By the way, is it me, or is it hard to find a lot of quarterbacks who are sort of in like the beginning of like five years into their career i feel like we've got a lot of really young quarterbacks who have a lot of years ahead of them and a lot of you know matt ryan brady i guess not i don't know stafford he's in the back end of his career so you're
2: talking about guys that are in their early 30s versus guys that are just starting out
1: yeah or like 28 29 something like that guys are going into year six year seven might be well when you start to
2: put the the Mahomes Watson,
1: uh, group into that category? I don't know. I th- I think they still based on the way quarterbacks are playing now, I would think they still have 10 years left.
2: Oh, I don't disagree with that, but I think, you know, you, you I don't know, I, I, I think they're starting to move into the middle portions of their career as opposed to still being stuck in, you know, the early portion.
0: Okay. okay so Adam I, my- to, to answer your question. Yes. Um, I was, I'm just looking right now. I have, um, one quarterback, in my top twenty-one, who's between twenty-seven and twenty-nine?
1: Yeah, I guess the question is: At what age do you start going? Okay, well now I'm going to start putting the rookies ahead of them because we're not doing that with uh, guys who are like twenty-five or twenty-six. If if they're if the rookies aren't clearly better, you know, I don't think we care at that point, right? It's the Russell Wilson, no.
2: Matthew Stafford group, right? The early thirties.
1: Okay, um, Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence in Dynasty.
2: You know, I, I've had this conversation with some NFL people just from an NFL standpoint. Like, who would you rather have right now? Like, if you could start a team right now, if you're Jacksonville, would you take Justin Herbert or, or Trevor Lawrence? I think you take Herbert because you know what you're getting. And so I'd do the same for fantasy, for Dynasty.
0: Yeah, I, w- I would take Herbert for Dynasty, for sure.
1: Any hope for your three quarterbacks, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins? How much hope?
0: You left one out. Minshew. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna say, yeah, is there any right. hope for Dwayne Haskins? We can ask, is there any hope for Gardner <laughs> You're right.
1: Minchu?
2: The difference is is where Haskins <laughs> was drafted, though. So that's why he's getting a second opportunity. Uh I would not be surprised if Minshew's out of the league next year.
1: Wow. Non-prospect, Gardner Minshew. Yeah.
0: Oh, he yeah. Um I don't have much hope for any of them.
2: Um Daniel Jones has still have hope. Drew Locke is still have hope. Dwayne Haskins, I don't have hope.
1: Want to elaborate on Jones and Locke? Or well, I mean, again, I,
2: I think Pedigree will afford them a second chance if they you know, don't make it with their current team, certainly for Jones. Maybe not as much for Locke. But this is going to be a big year for Locke. You know, if they don't uh, acquire Deshaun Watson with Pro Football Talk said they're, you know, I guess very much in the mix if you're the Broncos. Um, there's so much talent around him. You know, so as a fantasy quarterback, you may never be a great NFL quarterback because a fantasy quarterback. He may still have a higher ceiling to get to obviously he has to play better. But you know, when you put anybody on a team, that's got Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, that's a great group of guys to throw to. Uh, hopefully Locke takes advantage of that.
1: Would you guys like to guess who the top three players, top three quarterbacks in 2020 were in sack percentage, which is sacked the most times per drop back.
0: Daniel Jones.
1: Number two. Drew lock one. no, Russell Wilson. He was sixth. Locke was 29th. He was uh, pretty, did not get sacked much per dropback. Deshaun Watson? Fourth. Number one should be, I think, pretty obvious. 10.3% of his dropbacks he got sacked. Holds the ball while, bad offensive line. Carson Wentz. Yep, not as good as Mitchell Trubisky. Carson Wentz, one. Daniel Jones, two. And Jamie's up and comer. Sam Darnold, three. Wentz Jones, Darnold Watson, Alex Smith, Russell Wilson. That's your top six in sack percentage according to Pro Football Reference. Those guys got sacked a lot when they pass, when they drop back. That's it for this quarterback show. By the way, I did finish my started fantasy points for the quarterback position, and it was probably a big waste of time. We'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the other positions. But there was a couple of a couple of inter- <laughs> interesting takeaways. <laughs> so we'll talk about that next week. Tomorrow, we'll look at sophomore running backs and uh, who we like and who we are maybe fading in 2021. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's it Hudson